You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 278, Creating Habits That Last. You know, one of the things I'm hearing during the uh, isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, that we've all experienced during the uh, coronavirus issue that we're dealing with, and this is being recorded um, towards the end of July of 2020, 2020, and, um, you know, one of the things I'm hearing, because so many people um, are now working at home, they're having to do different things with their kids, and really there's this, this feeling of being unsettled. Their schedules are being turned upside down. In many cases, people, um, you know, their, their bosses, their companies are telling them they'll probably never come back to an office setting. It's always going to be different because of what we've gone through. And because of that, People's habits, people's routines, um, everything is just being knocked out of whack. And that's if, if if I've heard something over and over again, other than the anxiety and just kind of the fear and the, um, the the just the issues that we're dealing with, the fallout of this. And you know, we're four or five months into it now. Um, you know, one of the things that, that that I think we all need to kind of revisit from time to time are our habits. Um, are we maintaining those good habits, um, or are we allowing some bad habits to creep in? And and during this this Corona time, I mean, look, I, I I've been there. I put on weight, sitting around eating, and and I'm retired. But uh, you know, talking to other people, dealing with the same things, and getting out of a other people kind of getting out of a workout routine, even though gyms have opened back up, and um, you know, just the the issues with their kids and. Um, so, so anyway, what I want to deal with in this episode is I want to talk about creating habits that last, um, and even uh, another way we might even be able to phrase this is creating habits that stick, habits that, that, that don't get broken easily, and I'm borrowing some material from James Clear, and if you don't know who James Clear is, he wrote the book Atomic Habits. And that's our, our, our first resource highlight today is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Dynamite book. Um, I, I highly, highly recommend it. You can click on the link in the show notes, take your right to it, or your copy. But this is probably one of the best books out there on developing and creating habits that stick. And uh, James Clear is just a, it's a great book. It's easy to read and extremely helpful. Uh, our other resource highlight is Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0 by me. And we, we deal with a lot of different things in this book, leadership, supervision, management, but we also deal with setting goals, creating habits, and those kinds of things as well. So click on, click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you right to both of those incredible resource highlights. All right, 
So creating habits that last. So um, again, I'm borrowing some material from James Clear, kind of expanding on it a little bit. But um, you know, one of the things that, that that we need to do if we're going to create habits that last is they have to be repetitive. There has to be this this idea of repetition if I'm going to create a habit that lasts. They're, they're based on frequency, not how long you've been doing it. I mean, you can say, I've been working out for a year, but if you've only been going to the gym once a month, um, that's probably not a strong habit because you haven't created the frequency. But when you start going a few times a week, if you're running a few times a week or walking a few times a week or biking a few times a week, you're creating that repetitive nature that's going to help build that habit. And because you've built that repetition, you're probably going to miss it when you don't do it. If I only go to the gym once a week, I'm probably not going to miss it if I skip a week. Mentally, emotionally, even physically, I'm probably not even going to miss it. But if I'm going three, four, five, six days a week and I miss, physically, I know I've missed it. And this is so true in other things. How many times have you heard, you know, maybe you've, if you're a Christian, maybe you've said this, I'm going to read the Bible every day this year. But if we don't create the repetition of doing it every day, you know, every other day, every third day, every fourth day, and then, boom, we're out of the habit. And it's just so much easier to say, no, no, every day I'm going to do this. It becomes repetitive. Saving money. If you're only saving money sporadically, you're probably not saving a lot of money. And this is something Americans do not do very well. We don't save very well. But why don't we kind of break that um, right here and just everyone that's listening, if you say every single month, I'm going to put some money into a savings account or a mutual fund or whatever it is, but every month you're putting a little bit aside. Um, you know, if you could even say a percentage, I'm going to save 5%, I'm going to save 10%. And gosh, this is so hard because most of us are, you know, we're in debt. We got a car payment and a house payment and other things. And, you know, we really want to save, but we just don't have the discipline to do it. But if it becomes repetitive, again, if it's repetitive, if you do it at the same time, and you make it a frequent thing. And with, with, with saving, I would savings. I would say once a month is probably okay for that. When you get paid, or if you get paid twice a month, if you get paid twice a month, maybe, maybe it was, should be twice a month. And you you set aside a little bit, percentage based, and or just pick an amount. But something is, is done. Um, it might be as simple as having a family dinner. Um, you know, to really create that habit of having a family dinner. I mean, who, what families do that? And, you know, with crazy work schedules, you might not be able to do it every single night of the week. But if you say every Wednesday night is going to be our family dinner or, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to have family dinner, whatever. But you create the repetition. And then if you miss it, if something comes up, you're going to sense that you've missed something, which is going to help you get right back into the habit the next week. What about personal development? We're still talking about repetition, habits based on you know, form based on frequency and not necessarily, you know, the, the amount of time. Um, reading, listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks. What are you doing to develop yourself every day? 
And, you know, look, we're all busy. we got families. we got work. we got all kinds of things going on, and especially in this crazy new environment, um, you know, we're still kind of trying to find our way, but don't ever get away from personal development. If that means, you know, you set aside 10 minutes before you go to bed to, to do some reading, that's a great idea. Turn the TV off, go get in bed and read for 10 minutes. You know, if you only read for 10 or 15 minutes, you'll probably have read through a book by the end of the month. Um, you know, what about listening to podcasts? And, you know, for me, listening to podcasts is something I normally do in the car. But during this crazy time, you know, most of us um, aren't even as put, putting as many miles in our car. I talked to somebody yesterday who said that at the, the peak of this thing, they, you know, um, you know, didn't even put gas in their car for almost two months. So, um, so I get it. But, uh, um, you know, what, what can we do for, for personal development? Let's create the repetition. So maybe I have to shift it around. Maybe now I'll listen to a podcast when I'm taking a walk around the block. Or maybe now I'll listen to a podcast when I'm working, but I don't have to be, I'm doing something that I don't have to really concentrate on. So repetition. Number two, number two is do we have a stable context in which to build or form the habit. A stable context. What does that mean? Well, if the context is changing, so's the behavior. This is why for so many people it's hard to start and really create good habits because their schedule's always changing. They're always doing something different. It's very difficult. You need a reliable environment. The same time, the same place. Um, going to the gym. For me, it's the same time, the same place every day. Um, reading my Bible. It's pretty much the same time, the same place every day. We mentioned saving money. Well, when you get paid and you're paying your bills, that should be one of the first things that you do is pay yourself. And again, it's creating the habit, but it's a stable context. Same time, same place. You might even need to block off time in the calendar. Now, I've never done this, but for friends the friends that I have that are much busier than I am, they actually block off in the calendar um, time during the week when they're doing things for themselves. And if somebody says, oh, no, no, I need, I need to meet with you, they'll say, no, I'm busy. And they don't have to tell them what it is, but they have blocked off time in the calendar for personal development. This might be time in which they're going to exercise. This might be time in which um, they're reading or doing some personal development, whatever it is but they've blocked off time in the calendar. They've created a stable context. Another thing that we can do to, to, to create a stable context is we can plan for it. Plan for it. Plan to create the habit. Well, how do we do that? Well, if you're having trouble getting to the gym, set your gym clothes out. Set your alarm. Um, think about what you're going to do when you get to the gym. And as silly as that sounds, most people don't do that. Um, the people that I know that exercise seriously, and I happen to be one of those, is I actually know what I'm going to do before I get to the gym. I've got a pl plan. I know what body parts I'm going to do. I know um, how I'm going to warm up. I've got a pretty good idea of what my workout's going to look like. And that is actually helping me create a habit that sticks. So you're planning for it. Um, we talked about saving money. Um, okay, well, how much are you going to give? How much are you going to save? Um, obviously, we have bills to pay, but if you say, okay, this $100 or this $50 or whatever you're able to save is going to go in every month, it becomes part of your plan. Um, 
And then we talked about, you know, creating a habit to, to have a family dinner. Well, what's the time and date? Create the time and date and create a stable context for that. And then that involves you making the decisions to get there and honor that commitment. So repetition, stable context, and then the third one is positive emotions. Positive emotions help us create habits that stick. If it feels good, you'll want to repeat it. I mean, that just makes sense, right? If it feels good, you're going to want to do it again. Well, it's the same with creating um, a habit that lasts, a habit that sticks. We want to create positive emotions. And one of the first ways that we create positive emotions is we create positive reinforcement. And maybe in your mind, it's as simple as saying, okay, when I drop a pants size, I'll go shopping for new clothes. Or maybe you're doing it by weight. When I drop 10 pounds, I'm going to go buy a new outfit. Um, create positive reinforcement. Another way to, to create this positive emotion and, and, and to get the positive reinforcement is we share the habit with a trusted friend. So if you're trying to create the habit uh, of reading your Bible every day, it might be as simple as telling your friend, hey, listen, I've read my Bible every day this month. And, of course, you're sharing it with a trusted friend who you know is going to be excited, and they're going to, they're going to pat you on the back. They're going to say, that's awesome. Well done. I'm so proud of you. So we're creating positive emotions. I actually had someone in, in on, on our missionary travels, one of the churches I was visiting in South America, I actually gave the challenge um, to spend five minutes a day reading the Bible. If you weren't reading the Bible at all, start a habit five minutes a day. Set a timer if you need to, five minutes a day. A little less than a year later, I was back in that same church and somebody came up to me and said, listen, I took your challenge and over the last eight months, I haven't missed but maybe one or two days of reading my Bible and my life is just different now. My attitude's different. I'm learning more about God. I feel like I'm growing in my faith. And, you know, so of course I was able to be that positive reinforcement for them and, and pat them on the back and say, that's excellent. I knew you could do it. Well done. So we're creating positive emotion and, and we want to give the positive reinforcement that helps build that. And then with, with saving money, um, it's that, that seeing the money grow every month. When you look at that, that account, whatever kind of account it is, you see that that money is growing every month. That's positive emotion because now if there's an emergency, you've got a fund to pull from. Um, we recently had an emergency at the house where I had to pay something. And because I had set up an emergency fund over the last several years, I didn't have to put it on a credit card. Man, I don't have as much money in our savings now, but I also didn't have to charge that. So what a good feeling. That's a positive emotion. And then if you've, you're trying to build the habit of creating a family dinner, having family time, what does that look like three months from now, six months from now? Because if you haven't done it, it might be a little awkward at first. But three months down the road, six months down the road, what does it feel like to sit around the table, to talk, to laugh, to, to hear about each other's days? 
What does that feel like? You're creating positive emotion. So just a quick recap. We're talking about creating habits that last. We're talking about creating habits that stick. And we do that through repetition. And this is forming habits based on frequency, not time. Being consistent. That's essentially what we're talking about here. Creating consistency, repetition. Number two, a stable context. The same time, the same place, the same amount for savings, whatever it is, but the same time, the same place. Block off time in your calendar if you need to. Um, If the context is always changing, so will your behavior. And then number three, positive emotions. Positive emotions help us create habits that will last. If it feels good, you'll want to repeat it. So let's go for that positive reinforcement. Don't be afraid to get positive reinforcement for yourself. You need it. It's good for you. It'll help create habits that are going to help you make successful. Well, friends, um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, What are some things that you've done to help build good habits in your life? Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a comment or question for this post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Just drop your email in the box up at the top right corner, and it will just come, my my podcast, my blogs will just come straight into your inbox, and I will never, ever, ever give your email address away. Well, make sure you check out the resource highlights, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and then my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning.